What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 27, 2021, and we have a fun one for you today. The Len Casper interview just came out today. We talked about everything from his 16 years with the Chicago Cubs, the 2016 World Series, the core breaking up, and what led to his decision to be now the play-by-play caller for the Chicago White Sox and what that's been like as well. We can talk about everything from the White Sox rebuild going into 2020 and what the 2021 season was like for him going into the postseason, being able to call those games um, and just having so much fun with this current White Sox franchise and Tony La Russa and so much more. It was an amazing interview. Len, if you're listening to this again, thank you for not only being a fan of this podcast and being a part of it, but for giving me the opportunity to just sit down and talk with you for a little bit. He did not have to do that. Um, you know, he, he's just an amazing individual and, and someone I've always looked up to. So if you haven't checked out that episode, it's available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find it, it's there. The, the visual version is on YouTube. So I do suggest that you guys run up that one because we don't get a, a lot of love on YouTube or Instagram. Uh, it's mainly Facebook and Apple and, and, and Spotify. Um, but if you guys do want to see me and Len, or Len and I, pardon me, um, you know, Len and I have a conversation. You can see Len's face. You can see him react to certain questions um you know it's definitely a great listen and i definitely do think you guys should check it out but it is available on all platforms let's get into today's topic what are we going to be talking about you know the everything there's a lot going on right now there's a lot going on from all the way from mvp candidates in the nfl to everything with the chicago bulls um and just the lakers and the nets and so on and so forth and the houston astros losing game one to the atlanta braves so much to talk about Today's not one of those episodes. Today's a chill day. There's a lot going on. There's a lot that we need to talk about. Um, let, let, let's have one of these fun conversations. I know you guys loved it the last time we did it. You know, what if LeBron and D-Wade and Bosh potentially went to Chicago and teamed up with Joakim Noah Tibbs and Derrick Rose? You guys loved that question. And you guys loved the what ifs. Now, this what if is actually more realistic. And, and we actually have to wait to find out to see how it plays out. We don't have the future stats of where this man is going to go. Or if he's bringing another wide receiver with him to this place. We're talking today Aaron Rodgers and the potential of him going with Mike Tomlin, who just had an amazing, amazing press conference yesterday uh, shooting down the college rumors. He he definitely wanted no part of that. Um, He said there wasn't a blank check in the world um, that someone could offer to make him go leave the Pittsburgh Steelers and coach college football. So that was interesting. But we all know what happens at the end of this season. You know, Big Ben has the potential of not only retiring, but also to not be a part of this Pittsburgh Steelers organization anymore. You know, it's been a very rough season, you know, and there's not a lot of draft capital and there's not a lot of, you know, quarterback type prospects that this team should be willing to go after. I don't know what's going to happen with Spencer Rattler. I doubt he enters the draft. He's probably going to go into the transfer portal. Uh, Sam Howell, another UNC guy after the Mitchell Trubisky situation. A lot of teams are afraid to take a quarterback from UNC, and they were before Mitch, so it definitely doesn't help that case. But looking at it from this perspective, you know, there's not a lot of generational type quarterbacks that become available via free agency. There's just not. Traditionally, they're always getting locked up, um, or you have a Tom Brady situation where he spends over 20 years with an organization and just decides he wants to leave Tampa. Again, that doesn't happen often. You know, even with Russell Wilson right now, there's a lot of guys you know, who could potentially be on the market, and and we have no idea what's going to happen. Um, We know as of right now, you know, the Bears are with Justin Fields. You know, the majority of teams in this league don't need a quarterback. I mean, if I'm looking at it from that perspective, um, 
I, I really do think, especially now with the Raiders being as successful as they have been, especially without John Gruden, you're looking at it from that perspective as they might even hang on to Derek Carr for a little bit longer because, you know, he's already implemented into that offense. So really, you're only looking at it as a few teams really needing a quarterback or really willing to bet against their guy. Um, those teams probably being, you know, obviously Houston, Denver, um, maybe the Steelers, you know, you, you got to see how they feel. Um, Miami, that definitely there's teams like that that are willing to make those kind of moves. Um, but to, to be quite honest, you know, today's conversation is Aaron Rodgers. And, and we saw him, the, the wink Tomlin. Tomlin winked back and smiled um, when, when Green Bay played against the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. It was an amazing game. Aaron Rodgers is balling out. I believe they're 5-1 and one or 6-1 and one, going up against the Arizona Cardinals without Lazard and without Devontae Adams because of COVID protocols. Um you know, positive tests. It's very unfortunate. So I'm praying for them. I hope they all have a speedy recovery. You don't want to wish that upon anybody. But with that being said, you know, Devontae Adams also has the option of leaving with Aaron Rodgers at the end of the season. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Now, likely uh, that he would get franchise tagged. I don't see why he doesn't. Um, But if the case that he doesn't, let's have that conversation. Aaron, without a doubt, is done. Reconstructed the deal, almost retired, you know, was going to be the host to Jeopardy, didn't want to play for the Green Bay Packers organization, made that known through media, through um, the organization, all the way top to bottom. He doesn't want to be there after the end of this season. Right now, he's ride or die, ready to win a Super Bowl, um, doing everything in his power to do that, you know, but at the end of the year, let's say Big Ben retires or the Pittsburgh Steelers move on from Big Ben and, and what do you do? What do you do? Because Juju Smith-Schuster, who had a season-ending injury with his shoulder, um, is also a free agent. So you have a lot of money to play with. You have a great defense. It's still top 10. It was number one ranked last year. So, so you have a lot to work with. You have a lot of guys. I feel like you could revamp on that, especially with the, dra- the, the great draft capital that they have. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't a great team. This isn't a great team whatsoever. Um, the current record of the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you haven't been following them, them this year, isn't pretty. It's not pretty at all. They are three and three. They are the bottom of the division. The Bengals are five and two. The Ravens are five and two. The Browns are four and three. And the Steelers are three and three. And, you know, as of right now, I look at it from the perspective of I would honestly start Dwayne Haskins for the rest of the year if I am the Pittsburgh Steelers. Respectfully, I look at Big Ben and I acknowledge Big Ben and I say, thank you for everything you've done. But right now, we are in a situation where we don't know if we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. So we need to see what we already have going into this offseason. And I think playing Dwayne Haskins, if anybody can fix Dwayne Haskins and and make him mature faster um, or develop faster, is Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is one of the greatest coaches in the NFL. I truly do believe that. He's very underrated. He's an amazing individual, and he can work with anybody. This man's worked with Big Ben through the rape allegations. He's worked with Antonio Brown with his issues, Le'Veon Bell sitting out the season, um, he's worked with a lot of divas and he's worked with a lot of people who had a lot going on. Um, and that's just three guys to name a few. Like there's been many more that have come and gone. Um, the way he treated Ryan Shazier, um, a, a, a true world-class guy. Uh, he's an amazing guy. Um, I can say nothing but positive things about Mike Tomlin. And, and Mike Tomlin's one of those guys that changes your organization simply just by walking in the room. Um, and I think that definitely is attracted by Aaron Rodgers. You know, like Aaron Rodgers would definitely gravitate towards that because of the disrespect, 
you know, Mike McCarthy had with him and the falling off with that and the disagreements between him and Matt LaFleur and the front office and the organization and ownership. Um, I, I definitely do think that, you know, especially, you know, they started last season 11-0. Like, they were great. They fell off. Why? Because Big Ben just isn't fully there yet. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and not yet. You know what I mean? I, I Wrong choice of words. I shouldn't say yet. Um, it's just not. You know what I mean? It's just not the Big Ben of old. Um you know, because of the fact that Big Ben is old. That, that's the problem right now. Big Ben is older. Big Ben is not the guy he used to be. Um, the injuries, to me, are, are really what did it. The elbow injury was the final straw where he just couldn't recover from that. Um, and he just hasn't looked the same since that, what was it, 2018-2019 season-ending injury. Um, it, it definitely is devastating. It definitely is one of those things you look at it and you say... This is probably the worst thing that could happen to his career. And that's exactly what did it. That was the moment I looked at it and said, Big Ben probably won't come back the same. Um, you know, but it's still a Hall of Famer at the end of the day, a Super Bowl champion. Um, so you have to take that into consideration. But with that being said, you also have to look at it from what else do we have sitting here right now? Um, and I know we're talking a lot about the Steelers, but it, it, trust me, just bear with me. You know, you have Mason Rudolph, you know, my boy. Justin Chache, one of my best friends, a, a big diehard Steelers fan. I remember it was 2019, and I was saying how Mitchell Trubisky, at the beginning of the season, Mitchell Trubisky was going to have a baller year following the 2018 12-4 uh, season with the playoffs against the Eagles. Um, and, and he said that Mason Rudolph was going to ball out and beat Big Ben for the job. Little did we know, uh, both of these guys, Mitch is no longer a bear, and, and I promise you... Mason Rudolph is close to on his way out. <laughs> so it's definitely a situation we're looking at it as, you know, the most notable things that those quarterbacks have done. And since we've made those comments is Mitchell Shubisky getting benched for Nick Foles, but still winning Nickelodeon MVP. Um, and, and Mason Rudolph getting his head torn off by Miles Garrett by in a fight where he swung a helmet and dented his skull. Like that's, that, that, that's that's the notable things they've done. We were definitely wrong, um, and, and I got lucky enough to get you know my boy Chache's favorite play, uh, college player ever in Justin Fields. But the Steelers fans, the Steelers fans, him and and so many others are at a loss of words because you don't know what direction this team is going in. You know what I mean? Like you don't know if they're going to keep Juju. The problem is that they lowball Juju, and Juju still wanted to stay, which I didn't really understand because the Kansas City Chiefs did offer Juju a contract. And let's be quite honest, you know, the Chiefs do look horrible right now. But if they had Juju Smith-Schuster, I, I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill, Josh Gordon, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards, uh, Hilaire, and, and so many others, and Patrick Mahomes, I, I definitely think they would be in a better position than they are right now. And there's also that chance that Juju never gets injured. Um, but with that being said, you know, we're looking at it from that perspective and we're looking at it from that angle, but that's neither here nor there. But what is the one direction you can look at right now? And maybe the future is still unknown, you know, with Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph and, and you know, the draft capital. But you look at it and you say, wow, if we could beef up this offensive line, there is no reason why Aaron Rodgers would say no to coming to this team. Now, the problem to me, the main problem is your offensive line. Last year, they were great. It was an amazing offensive line. Uh, they just didn't really have a run game. James Conner was solid, uh, but he's injury prone, and we all understand that. He's doing great things in Arizona right now as the backup to Evans. 
Um, but it, it's also a situation where at any given moment, James Conner could get injured. And, and that's just the unfortunate circumstances of his career so far. Um, but the biggest thing to me is four out of the five starting offensive linemen for this Pittsburgh Steelers team in 2020 aren't on this team in 2021. Um, so I think you have a lot of money to work with in free agency. You definitely did let a couple solid defenders go. So I do think that defense has taken a step back. But I definitely think through draft capital, especially if you get Rodgers, you could fix that. You know, I, I definitely think there are going to be solid offensive linemen in this uh, free agency. So I think there's a lot to work with that. Now, if you draft an offensive lineman in the first round, say you tank out, say you tank out, probably finish the season with six to seven wins. You're probably middle of the pack, anywhere from pick number seven all the way to 15. Um, you know, so, so there's definitely that. But you look at it from that perspective. And, and you, first off, you got to pray the Giants don't take two offensive linemen because the, the chances are they probably will. Um, you know, they have the Bears pick and the Giants pick. So those are two probably top 10 picks um, from for the Giants. But, you know, especially if the Bears fumble a season. But, you know, it definitely for the Giants. But you need to take the best available offensive lineman in that draft just because he's cheap. Just because there's a future with him. It's a four to five year deal. Um, and, and it's a rookie contract. So you definitely do need to take advantage of that. Now, this is what I'm saying to, to bring Aaron in. Now, you already have Mike Tomlin. You already have a great front office. You already have a top 10 defense that was number one a year ago. You already have a team that has playoff experience. They went 11-0, and 0, um, potentially, potentially bringing in Devontae Adams. But again, it all ties into how much money you truly have in free agency. We need to see who gets re-signed, who doesn't. Um, the biggest thing to me right now is you might not need Devontae Adams. And, and besides the fact is the fact is he'll probably get franchise tagged um, by Green Bay. I don't see Green Bay just being like, okay, bye, we'll run it with Jordan Love and, and Lazard. Like that's not um, that's not gonna happen from a passing perspective. Now, they still have Aaron Jones, but again, it's it'd be Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams to Aaron Jones. And and running backs are a dime a dozen. You never know what's gonna happen. Dylan still does his thing, um, but you, you definitely need to take that into consideration um, that, you know, Devontae Adams might not be a part of this team, but there's that chance he might. Now, if you do beef up that offensive line and you have Aaron Rodgers and you bring Aaron Rodgers in, maybe it's on a one, three-year deal. We really don't know um, what he's really looking at right now. Aaron Rodgers, to me, definitely can win this team a Super Bowl. They have an amazing defense. Um, I love everything we're seeing from that defense. Aaron Rodgers literally just won MVP in 2020. So he, he's not aging by any way, shape, or form. But he is 37 years old, turning 38 on December 2nd. Um, you know, he's born in 1983. But it, it's definitely a situation you look at it and he's not missing a step right now. His QBR rating is 127.6. That's really a 128. Um, you know, so... The average is like 96. So he's definitely balling out and he's definitely doing something right now that, you know, just is such at a high level. And, and I don't care what anybody says. Age is just a number uh, at the quarterback position, especially nowadays in, in the modern day NFL. You know, these guys are getting protected. But that that's the problem. Can Aaron Rodgers get protected? There's no there's no reason to me why he goes somewhere if it's not a better situation than where he already is. Now, now that's my thing. I think Mike Tomlin is a huge part of that because of how much respected Mike Tomlin is and how much he respects others. Um, you know, you be, say you beef up that offensive line, though. Wide receiver-wise, oh, man. 
a field day. You know, you have Claypool, you have Johnson, you know, you potentially have Adams, but you definitely could still have Juju. Adams or Juju, you got to figure out which one you want. Um, you could still draft a wide receiver. You don't know with that. You have uh, Ebron. Ebron's your tight end. You know, you have a decent tight end core. Um, and the biggest piece to me, I think, is Najee Harris on a rookie deal. You have a generational type running back. I truly do feel that way about Najee. If I had to draft Aaron Jones in a long term, you know, uh, dynasty type league or Najee Harris, I'm taking Najee Harris because what we're seeing from Najee Harris right now is with a, one of the worst offensive lines in uh, football. You know, I definitely think the Bears take the cake, um, but the Steelers aren't far from it. So. I, I think from that perspective, you definitely have to look at it as Najee Harris going into year two with a beefed up O-line. You know, this kid can pass. This kid can run routes. This kid is is great at finding holes. You know, he has great vision, great speed, uh, great strength. This man, is, his stiff arm is insane. Um, so you definitely do need to take all of those things in consideration about the amount of weapons that he would have. And, and, and to tie into that, if you can go the cheap route and bring in a great offensive line without having to spend too much money, and, you know, say say you tell Aaron, all right, Aaron, if you, te- if you take a team-friendly deal like Tom Brady has, we can get you Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? So if you look at it from that perspective, you know, de- de- obviously Devontae Adams is going to sign a great deal. Uh, but we don't know. We don't know if he is franchise tagged or not. We will have to see how that plays out. Um, you know, but they're definitely not franchise tagging Aaron. There- there's no doubt about that. So... If there is that small chance that you can bring in Devontae Adams, you have an entire offense with a beefed up O-line. Maybe not. You know, maybe there are some holes, but if you can have three solid offensive linemen, I feel like you're good. You know what I mean? Like, as long as you have your tackles and your center and two guards that are capable at doing something, I definitely think you're in a better place than not. Um, especially right now with you only have one guy returning from the 2020 season. So you look at it from that perspective, you have Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP season and maybe even another one, you know, he's having a great year so far this year. It's going very underrated. Um, you know, and then you bring in Devontae Adams, maybe it's Juju, maybe it's Devontae, maybe it's Juju, you know, obviously Ebron, Johnson, Claypool, Najee, and Mike Tomlin calling plays. I, I definitely think this is one of the greatest lineups that Pittsburgh had in a very long time, all the way from A.B., Le'Veon in his prime, and, and, and Big Ben type days, and Juju. Um, so, so you definitely need to look at it from that perspective. Now, do I think this is going to happen? In all reality, I never heard Aaron Rodgers say he wanted to go to Pittsburgh. I never heard him say that. Um, my biggest problem right now is when Aaron Rodgers on draft night in 2021 gave out the list of teams that he felt like he would want to play for back in uh, April. I believe the teams were um, the Raiders, the 49ers, the Broncos. Um, and I knew there was a, there was a fourth team, but it, it wasn't Pittsburgh. Um, so I think it was Miami or something. But it, it's definitely a situation you look at it from that perspective. Um, you know, does he even want to go to Pittsburgh? What is his reasonings um, for going to Denver or going to San Francisco or so on and so forth? I really think the one, re- the main reason he said he wanted to go to the 49ers, um, you know, obviously, you know, he's from California, so there is that to take into consideration. Um, but the biggest thing to me was the fact that the 49ers had a high draft pick and he knew they were probably going to tra- take a quarterback. So instead of taking Trey Lance or, or Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields, 
he was probably banking on them trading that pick to acquire Aaron Rodgers. And I think that that was the main reason to me why he said that uh, and why he gave the list of teams so early on. You know, normally you hear, I want out, and then a few press conferences later, he'll go into detail about what teams he'd want to go to. Um, but he said it all right then and there. So I felt like that was the main reason for it. Um, it was also the anniversary of when Jordan Love was drafted. So he definitely wanted to shit on him the same way they shit on him. Um, at least from his perspective. So I, I, I definitely see where Aaron's coming from. But I, I do think Pittsburgh realistically. Now, I think a lot a lot gets overhyped. I think the smile and the wink towards Mike Tomlin um, was more about, if you watch that game, actually, it, it was, it was um, I forget exactly what it was. I think Aaron thought he had a free play or, or something, and he thought he had the edge on Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin called timeout. Um, if I remember this correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong, and stopped Aaron from doing what he was about to do because Aaron was about to expose that Steelers defense. Uh, Mike Tomlin caught on to that, and Aaron smiled, and Aaron laughed, saying, like, you know, like, you know what I was about to do. Um, he was about to tear it up. So I, I definitely think we do look too deep into things, but this is just, again, it's a what if. Um, what do I think happens with this team, though? I, I think they win a fucking Super Bowl. I think they win a Super Bowl. There's no question about it. If they all, if the majority of them remain healthy, you still have an amazing defense. And T.J. Watt, you know, finally gets paid. Um, you know, you got a lot of great players on this defense that you could still build up throughout the draft and fill a couple holes because um, you're going to have good draft capital. You really are. You're going to have top 10 draft capital, without a doubt, if you continue to play the way you're playing right now. Um, so I look at it from that perspective. Now, would this work out financially to bring in both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams while still trying to beef up an O-line, while still filling holes on defense? Probably not. Probably not. Um, But I definitely think it wouldn't matter if you still had the majority of that defense returning. Just a couple of offensive linemen. You know, it doesn't have to be Quentin Nelson type deals like this. This doesn't have to be the biggest contract of all. Um, but you definitely look at it from that perspective of you can get Aaron probably on a relatively cheap deal because he just wants to be respected and wants to win. We saw that with Green Bay. They offered him all the money in the world and he didn't give a shit. He really didn't. Um, so it's definitely something you need to take in consideration and look at from that point of view. Um, Aaron might be able to take that pay cut if Devontae Adams isn't franchise tagged. Again, I don't see why he isn't. Um, it would be huge loss on Green Bay's part to just let both of their cornerstone franchise offensive players leave. Um, and there aren't really any franchise players on that defense other than Alexander. So you, you really do need to look at it from that perspective. Um, I keep saying that, but it is key. You know, we're not going to overhype it and say that this is a guaranteed thing. Um, but yeah, with that being said, you know, I think this is a great idea. I think it's the best fit for Aaron Rodgers um, and potentially Devontae Adams. Um, I like the Raiders situation as well if they were to swap with Derek Carr. Um, but I, I just don't see that happening. You know, the Texans have a great defense. They have a lot of picks, uh, especially if and when they trade Deshaun Watson. So I don't think Aaron would go to that type of organization just because of the way they've been ran. But that's also an option out there. Um, Miami's an option with Tua. And there's a lot of other guys out there that I definitely think Aaron could make look a lot better and help develop and help that team win now. Unlike guys like Tua, unlike guys like Jalen Hurts and so many others. Um, But with that being said, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. And we will see what happens to Aaron Rodgers by the end of the season. Peace.